the perils of pauline chapter twenty one by charles goddard this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org chapter twenty one the guest of honor well prove it said harry show me that you mean it why harry a woman always says what she always means always means not to do but harry really i'm going to be good this time pleaded pauline they were emerging from the gate of the marvin mansion to the avenue and as harry turned to pauline with a skeptical reply on his lips the approach of a young man of military bearing stopped him by jove isn't that who the deuce is it why benny summers the young man was hurrying by without recognition when harry called sharply hello ben harry harry marvin by the coin of croesus is it really you no said harry grasping his hand not the you you used to know i've been driven into premature old age by caring for a militant sister polly this is ensign summers of the navy please promise me that you won't get him into danger because he used to be a friend of mine he's never done anything more dangerous than run a submarine and shoot torpedoes out of it into a field of mines a submarine torpedoes cried pauline isn't that beautiful but benny how are you how have you been doing i haven't seen you in a thousand years i'm still at it and i've got it harry i give you my word i have got what the torpedo i mean the torpedo in capital letters and italics with a line under the word i've invented one that would blow well i've got it congratulations felicitations laudatory remarks and enthusiasm cried harry without having slightest idea what a torpedo is i rejoice with you come on back to the house and tell us about it i'm sorry i can't harry now i'm engaged for a conference with the naval board and i'm late already but will you and miss marvin come to luncheon with me to-morrow why not you with us we saw you first summers laughed <laughs> well for this reason i want you to meet mademoiselle de longjean who will preside at this particular luncheon and who is the flush that came suddenly to the cheeks of the young officer brought involuntary laughter from harry and pauline i take that as an acceptance the caramore east fifty-sixth street he called sharing in their laughter as he fled but at the gate of the marvin house he came upon raymond owen there was a hasty clasp of hands and you're to come too cried summers continuing his flight where am i to come asked owen as he approached harry and pauline to luncheon with ensign summers to-morrow isn't he dear i love men who blush they seem so innocent the fates defend us implored harry ensign summers had gained a position beyond his rank in the navy a natural bent towards science and a patriotic bent towards the use of science as a means of national defense had inspired him to experiments which had resulted in success amazing even to himself he had been allowed during the year preceding the meeting with harry and pauline a leave of absence in that time he had visited italy france england and germany and had studied under naval experts he had come back home with his own little idea undiminished in its importance to his own mind and he had proceeded with youthful enthusiasm and effrontery to prove its importance to the highest of his commanders the tests now about to be made 
tests of a new torpedo gun and new torpedo had been ordered by the mightiest in the land triumphant in his discovery and wealthy in his own right summers was the happiest of men it was in paris that he had met mademoiselle de longjean exquisitely beautiful and of the alluring and luxurious type quick of wit tactful and with great charm of manner she had completely fascinated the young officer he had avowed his adoration to her almost before he knew her his avowals had been repulsed with just that margin of insincerity that would double his ardour it had required many letters to induce mademoiselle de Langeon to leave her beloved paris and visit friends in america summers knew she was not a frenchwoman but he was totally in the dark as to what was her nationality summers didn't care he was madly mad in love with her and there was no other thing to consider it was for this reason that mademoiselle de Langeon was the guest of honor at the little luncheon in his rooms to which he had invited harry and pauline the affair was quite informal there were a number of navy men present a few young married people the atmosphere of the gathering was sublimely innocuous as mademoiselle de Langeon remarked to summers in the hall after the guests had departed but mademoiselle de Langeon had met one guest who did not impress her as innocuous or sublime raymond owen pauline had presented the secretary on his arrival and owen had immediately devoted himself to her not long after luncheon was served the voice of mademoiselle de Langeon rose suddenly above the general talk but mr Samers, you have not told us yet of your new invention when shall the plans be ready when shall you rise to the realization of your true success summers beamed his happiness in the face of the brazen compliment like the good and silly boy he was i'm supposed to keep this secret he answered but i can trust everyone here i know the plans are going to be sent out day after tomorrow. You mean you will have them completed, all those intricate plans? queried Mademoiselle de Langeon in a tone of breathless admiration. I'll work all tonight and most of tomorrow, but of course it's only a case of putting into words ideas that have already been put into solid metal. My gun and torpedo are ready for work. It isn't so very difficult, and, well, it's a lot of fun. And great honor paid the woman he loved for a moment their eyes met but only for a moment the next caton the valet who was taking charge of the luncheon under pretense of anticipating a waiter moved quickly to fill her wine-glass even the subtle eye of owen was not sharp enough to see mademoiselle de Langeon pass him a crushed slip of paper and she had been too long trained to concealment of even the simplest emotions to betray uneasiness now nevertheless there was the possibility of surprising mademoiselle de Langeon, and that possibility was realized as she glanced at raymond owen his set tense face reflected for the moment all his hatred of harry and pauline who were talking blithely with instant summers another naval officer and two of the wives of the civilian visitors she turned to him with a suddenness that would have seemed abrupt in the manner of one less beautiful mr owen do come see me she said i am sure at least i think i am sure that we have many matters of mutual interest in her soft modulated tones 
the invitation had no significance beyond the literal meaning of the words it will be an honor he answered to-morrow evening then delighted and later the naval ball no i am afraid the ensign will not permit any one else to take me to the ball but we shall meet there afterward in a new york street among the lower there was at that time a foreign agency that was not a consulate but was visited by diplomats of the highest rank in a certain nation the name of which or the mystery of whose suspicions need not be touched upon there was no regular staff at the agency the rooms were maintained under the name of a certain foreign gentleman or rather under the name that he chose to assume there were two servants but they saw little of the master of the house he was seldom at home but when he was he had many visitors an hour after the luncheon in the rooms of vincent summers the master of the mysterious dwelling was at home and he had four guests it would have greatly surprised Vincent Summers had he known that one of the diplomat's guests was his own manservant, Catton. It is the worst duty I have ever had to perform, the diplomat said solemnly. It means, almost certainly, your death. But it is death for your country. It is the command of your country. The submarine must be destroyed and the plans we shall get the plans through another agent i am not afraid to die said catton then here is the model of a submarine not of the one you will enter of course but it will give you an idea i have marked the place where you will secret the explosive until the proper moment i have also indicated the position for you to take in order to have some faint chance of reaching the surface and being saved one of the other men stepped forward and handed catton a small square box this is the explosive you know how to handle it with a military salute catton turned and left the place within half an hour he was carefully brushing instant summers's clothes as summers came in would it be too much to ask sir inquired the perfect valet that i might accompany you in the submarine i am afraid you will be very uncomfortable without me summers laughed good-naturedly <laughs> it's impossible Cadden. this boat is a government secret in itself and my new torpedo makes it a double secret no one but a pit crew will be allowed on it except except sir well i admit i could command it but it would be very unwise Cadden, and i assure you i shall get along all right Mademoiselle de Langeon's apartment was characteristic of the lady herself. The artist would have found it a little too luxurious for good taste, a little overtoned in the richness of draperies, the heavy scent of flowers, the subtleties of half-screened divans. There was something more than feminine, something feline. To Raymond Owen, however, it was ideal. The dimmed ruby lights, the suggestive shadows on the tapestries, were in tune with the surreptitious mind of the secretary but there remained for him a picture that he admired more mademoiselle de langeon coming through the portiers with a cry of pleasure i am so glad you came and so sorry i must send you away quickly exclaimed mademoiselle de langeon the little ensign has telephoned that he is coming early to take me for a drive before the ball i can come again if i may have the honour 
said owen rising quickly oh there is time for a word she said smiling there was something you wished to say to me was there not something you did not care to say at the luncheon yesterday yes why you hate miss marvin owen was silent for a moment why do you hate the little ensign as you call another what do you mean i mean that we can be of service to one another in all likelihood and that therefore we should be frank friends you wish to have pauline marvin out of the way do you not how did you find that out people engaged in similar business find out many things now i wish to be rid of ensign summers mm. precisely you are an international agent yes and i offer you my aid and the aid of the powerful men i control in return for your aid to me and them is it a bargain they were seated on one of the curtained divans a low turned light above them she leaned forward her long delicate hand touched his a splendid jewel at her throat heightened the magic of her beauty because it is my business to hate him and make love to him at the same time come mr owen let us be frank for the first time in his life owen felt himself mastered by the sheer fascination of a woman what am i to do he said breathlessly i will tell you to-night at the ball now you must run away he arose instantly but as she stood beside him he turned caught her in his arms and kissed her passionately she protested with a little cry and struggled not too violent to damage her coiffure he drew back from her there was something of astonishment in his eyes astonishment in himself you are the only woman in the world who has ever made me do that he gasped go go she pleaded but you are angry you break our agreement no but i am overcome i shall meet you to-night he caught her hand in his lips and hurried from the house it was more than an hour after he observed her arrival at the naval ball before owen had the privilege of a greeting from mademoiselle de longjean and then it was only a smile as she passed him on the arm of a distinguished-looking foreign diplomat owen saw that she spoke a quiet word to her escort who turned and looked at owen she beamed brightly at owen who smiled back at her and moved slowly toward the door of the conservatory into which she and the diplomat had disappeared he was surprised a moment later to see pauline rush by him with a little laugh is anything the matter owen called nothing you can help stay right where you are she cried owen laughed his understanding and moved over to where harry and lucille were talking with ensign summers meanwhile pauline in the darkest recess of the conservatory was pinning together a broken garter as she started back to the ballroom she was surprised to hear voices near her there was something about their foreign accent that roused the ever venturous ever curious interest of pauline she crept along a row of palms and peered through an aperture mademoiselle de longjean and the diplomat were talking together as they paced the aisle of palms on the other side pauline crept nearer presently the voice of the diplomat became distinguishable it is all arranged the thing is to be done in submarine b two to-morrow all you have now to do is pauline could not catch the final words the two moved back to the ballroom she followed close behind a little suspicious but with the thrill of a new plan gripping her 
she saw ensign summers step forward early to greet mademoiselle de Langeon. another dance was beginning this one is mr owens said mademoiselle de Langeon, as she moved away on the arm of the secretary have you anything to tell me he asked yes induce her to make summers take her down in his submarine to-morrow and she will never trouble you again as the dance ended pauline and harry summers and lucille joined them mr summers i have a great request to make declared pauline i grant it before you breathe a word he answered i want you to take me along on your submarine trip to-morrow polly have you gone crazy all over again cried harry i don't believe it would be began summers it must be she commanded well i promise too soon but i'll keep my word owen and mademoiselle de Langeon had stepped aside what does it mean gasped the secretary she is doing the very thing we want her to do sometimes fate aids the worthy said mademoiselle de Langeon softly end of chapter twenty one the guest of honor